All right, so you know, I'll, I'll pull back the curtain a little bit. When I, uh, when I prepare, you know, all the shirim that I prepare, this one included, I sit down and I, and I, and I, have, a, I have intention of like, okay, I'm going to let me think of something to say to these group of guys. And so when I prepare like that, it's not just like I'm coming up with like 10 different shirim and I just like piece it out over the weekend, you know what I mean? I try to think of this chavra. So... Maybe one can say it's Bashkachapratis what ideas come to these you know to you guys. So what I what I thought of when I was preparing for, for this, it's a, it's uh, it might be a little bit out there, but if it came to me I was thinking of you, so Stam is Bashkachapratis for you to hear it. Okay, so we're going a little bit of the Ishbitzer tire over here. So there's a Medrash Tanchuma. Right? So six parsha we have the Akeda, right? Our whole lives depend on that. So the Medrash in Tanchuma says the following thing, that after Akedas Yitzchak, Avram Avinu offers up a tefillah to Hashem. And Avram Avinu says like this, Rabbani Shalaylam, you know that 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 you know that I had, I, I could have had a time, I could have had a question about how you were running my life just now. Avram Avinu says, what I could have said is like this, that yesterday you told me, that yesterday, a few days ago, you told me that Yitzchak is the future. Yitzchak is the future. And now you're telling me by that Kedah, take him up as an Ayla, make him a carbon. But what happened? Says Avram Avinu, I did not question you. I subdued my Yitzchak. I didn't answer you. I didn't question you. This is something that the Medrash Tanchuma adds that other Midrashim don't add. Kemarti said Avram Avinu because I said, "My the Rebbeinu Shalom's thinking is not our thinking." The Kovu Mesechel Vidaitim Rebbeinu Shalom it must be that it's uh, what you're talking about is something much higher than my Sechel. How these two things come together, I have no idea. But somehow uh, it must be that the Rebbeinu Shalom has ways that are above above Sechel uh, and Aishi to figure this out. Cain says Avram Avinu says therefore and that's close. When the children of Yitzchak, when Kala Yisrael come, if they come to sin, so you should also treat them how I treated you. There must be some big inyanim going on over here that I can't understand. That's how you should treat the Jewish people also. This big inyanim. Okay. So there's a, proof, a few problems with this madrash. First of all, what exactly is the connection between how Avram Avinu Kivyachal treated Hashem as a response to the mitzvah of the Akedah, and how Avram Avinu is asking Hashem to treat the Jewish people. Avram Avinu, how did he, the Rabbanu Shalom told him something that didn't make any sense. He had a kasha. How could the Rabbanu Shalom say, make him a carbon if he said yesterday, Yitzchak is the future. So Avram Avinu responded, and it must be, who knows, the Rabbanu Shalom is, I don't get the Rabbanu Shalom, he's above my pay grade. So what is Avram Avinu asking? So that Hashem should say about the Jewish people, they're above my pay grade. They come to do a sin, and the Rebbeinu Shemar Zakashi should say, Yidin, Kla Yisrael, Lamala, Ma'asag. What does that mean? How, what, what exactly is the connection between how Avram Avin responded to Hashem and how Hashem is supposed to respond to the Jewish people? More than that, and a more, more straightforward question to that, is that at the end of the day, Avram Avinu was mistaken. Was the Rebbeinu Shalom acting with Avram Avinu in a way that's above Seichel and Oishi? No, Avram Avinu made a mistake. Chazal say that Hashem Yisbarach said to Avram Avinu, all I said was, make him a carbon oila. I didn't say shechtei, I didn't say shechtem. After the whole mice of Akedis Yitzchak, Avram Avinu should say to himself, oh, Taka, my bad, I'm sorry, I didn't have like, I, I was, 
I was filling in the blanks. You know what I'm saying? Like I was uh, putting more words in your mouth than you said. Literally, all the Rebbein Shalom said is, bring him to one of those mountains over there, the, arch, the land that I will show, to the mountain that I will show you, and make him a carbon oil, that's all. So this whole thing that Avram Avinu was saying, that I didn't, I, would, I didn't question you, I was maharach you, I, I was, you know, I, I, I said, Rebbein Shalom, lo yimachshavayim, your thoughts are deeper than my thoughts, you're like, coming from a high place. It was, it was, on, it was, all, it was his mistake. I mean, he was reading too much into it. Now, it happens to be, evidently, the Rabbanu Shalom expected him to read too much into it, because otherwise it's not any sign. But at the end of the day, Avram Avinu was just reading too much into it. It was his own mistake. So how do we make sense of all of this? Now, now this Indian of, at the end of the day, after the fact, that Kedis Yitzchak was, seems like Avram Avinu's mistake, that he just read too much into Hashem's statement, and he should have just heard the words as they are, make them a carbon oilet, so I didn't say to shech them. It becomes a little bit, more difficult to understand. The Pasuk begins in the Kedis Yitzchak, it says, Velokim Nisa Esavram, that Hashem tested Avram Avinu. But the Zara Kaddish picks up on the fact that the name, the divine name that's being, that's being used over here is the name Elokim. Usually it would be Havaya, but Yudkevavke Nisa Esavram. Why Elokim? So the Zara makes a statement. The Zara says that this Nevuah that was coming to Avram Avinu in such a way, the Nevuah was coming in a way of Hester Panim. The name Yudkevavke means clarity, means Behirus. And the name Elokim, Chazal always say Elokim is sort of a, a covering to Yudkevavke. Elokim means things that are not clear. Chazal described in the, in the following way that this Nisayin came to Avram Avinu as if it was seen through a lens that was foggy, a lens that was cloudy. Dirty glasses. It's, uh, it wasn't clear. Why is that? So, take, so again, you have this in front of you with uh, a couple lines from the Meishulayich from the Hishbetzer. The Hishbetzer writes like this: It does not say Yudkevavke tested Avram. Nisa. Rather, the name Elokim. Hainu. the message was coming in an unclear way, meaning when Avram Avinu heard this. Pasuk, the Haleu La'ayla, Avram Avinu himself wasn't sure what the Pshat is. When a Navi, because Ramchal writes in Derech Hashem, usually when a person, when a Navi gets a Nevuah, even if it's, a, even if it's a, a, an image, but the, the Nimshal, what the image is supposed to mean, the message is absolutely crystal clear to the Navi. This was a situation where the message of the Nevuah was purposefully unclear. When Hashem gave him the nevuah of Aleilah, it was unclear to Avram Avinu what that means. Does that mean just make him a carbon? Or does it mean shachteu? Does it mean to shachtem? Avram Avinu was unclear, says the Ishbitzer. And Avram Avinu had to work on himself to get to the, to the maskana. Like, what's the pshat? What does Hashem's baruch mean? Said the Ishbitzer. And if Avram Avinu allowed himself to have any emotional negias towards his son, which would normally, which is as expected for a human being. If Avram Avinu allowed himself to feel love and to feel that connection to Yitzchak Avinu, then certainly that Nagiyah would have tilted him to explain the Nevuah as, don't shecht him, just bring him as a carbon. So Avram Avinu worked on himself very much to be Masalik all of his Nagiyahs, to be absolutely, completely focused on truth without allowing any of his personal biological and spiritual connections to Yitzchak to cloud his judgment. And that's where Avram Avinu came to it. And with all of that, his maskana was, Hashem Yisbrach wants me to shechtim. 
It's actually the Ishbitzer. The truth is, you know, the son of the Ishbitzer, the Beis Yaakov, makes a point. He says, the Pasuk says, after three days of traveling to Har Maria, so it says in Pasuk, V'yisa Einav, that Avram Avinu picks up his eyes, V'yar Samakim Rachak, and he sees the place to do Akedis Yitzchak. So, in fact, the Beis Yaakov, the Ishbitzer, asks, what does it have to say, V'yisa Einav, he picks up his eyes? To say, he, he was traveling for three days, and he sees the place from a distance. V'yisa Einav. Said the Ishbitzer, the, the Beis Yaakov, based on his father's Tyra, he says, the truth is, this doubt that was plaguing Avraham Avinu, like, what does the Rabbanu Shlomo mean? He was following him, even though he came to a conclusion that it must mean to Shechtem, there was still something 100% not so clear to me. Still, maybe the Rabbanu Shlomo doesn't mean to Shechtem, I'm still not sure. Until three days later, where after three days it became, you know, he had three days of really contemplating the Sogi, of what the Rabbanu Shlomo means. The Yisa'in, of his eyes were lifted, said the Yisbetzer, he quotes a number of Chazals, that that, language of eyes being lifted means a certain level of clarity. Now, now it's 100% certain to him, Itaka must be the Rebbe Hashem wants me to shech them. After three days of just really meditating on it. So, so now, here, now the question becomes even stranger. If at the end of the day, and the, the Ishmael goes on to just to finish off, he says like this, So at the end of the day, here's the problem. What did the Rabbanu Shalom really mean? What was the truth? Was the true message of the Rabbanu Shalom just making a carbon and not the shechtim? If that's what would, and, and that's what it seems, because at the end, the Rabbanu Shalom said, don't shechtim. And Chazal say, Hashem Baruch was saying with that, I never said to shechtim, I said to make him an ayla. So the question is, if Avram Avinu was going through all this meditation to figure out the truth, what is the pshat in the Rabbanu Shalom's nevuah? And Avram Avinu, in order to do that, said the Yisritzer, removed all of his negiyas, and was absolutely fixated and focused on absolute truth, without allowing any shred of his own humanity to cloud his judgment. So why didn't he come to the proper conclusion that all the Rabbanu Shalom meant is to make him a carbon and not to shecht? It's like, what's going on over here? If the Rabbanu Shalom Taka only meant to, to make him a carbon and not to shecht him, then why did Avram Avinu not realize that in the very beginning? And you see this, that the Rabbanu Shalom is obviously Elohim, so there's a certain cloudiness and a confusion that this Nevu was coming to Avram Avinu with, and Avram Avinu is working on clarifying the truth, and the truth at the end is just making him a carbon, and Avram Avinu is removing all of his Nagiyas to mamish get to that absolute truth, and he doesn't get to the absolute truth. The absolute truth is making him a carbon, and Avram Avinu's conclusion was shechtem. And then Avram Avinu is saying, and I have such a schus for this, right? Because I was willing to shech them, and I was thinking, the Shalom, you're a, you're, it must be that your cheshbonis are above me. Well, your cheshbonis above me. You got to the wrong conclusion. All the Rebbe Shalom said is to make him a carbon. So what's going on over here? Avram Avinu is like taking credit for his, something that, that he, that a big avoid that he had to do based on his own mistaken uh, interpretation of what the Nevu was about. It's the whole thing he's has. Maybe that's the end of the Possum. We are some of realize how far he was. But, at the, but, at, and, and, I mean, but the Ishbitzer said that that Pasuk means he came to the absolute certain conclusion that the Rebbe wants me to shecht him, which was a mistake. How did he come to that conclusion if it was such a mistake? After removing all of his Nagiyas, he comes to the opposite conclusion. And, so, and he's taking credit for it. <laughs> don't make the mistake, you don't have the credit. Like, what was this? This is like this. There's another piece from the Beis Yaakov in Nun Gimel. Beis Yaakov writes like this, and this is a classic Ishbitzer twist, you know. 
in Ishbitza, Radzin, whenever there's a stira, whenever there's a conflict, the answer is both. So what does that mean? It says like this, the truth is, Yafa kivain l'mataras ratzin Hashem yisbarach. The truth is, Avraham Avin was absolutely right that the Rabbani Shalom's intention was shechtem. And it's also 100% true the Rabbani Shalom's intention was only make him a karma, not the shechtem. Said the Yishbitzer, Kikein hoye be'emetz ratzin Hashem yisbarach, the divine will was shechtem as a karbon. The ad zu harega, and that statement of the Rabbani Shalom, haleu la'ayla, could be interpreted in two ways and should be interpreted in two ways. Until the moment when the Malach comes and says, uh, take your hands away, don't shechtem, the pshat in that pasuk of Halel Ayla was shechtem. And Avram Avinu was 100% right in what that nevuah meant during that time until Akedah Yitzchak. At the moment of Akedah Yitzchak, when the Malach comes and says, Avram Avinu, stop what you're doing, what was revealed at that time, at that moment, was a different interpretation of that nevuah, which is, don't shechtem, just make them a carbon. Both interpretations were 100% true. One interpretation was the truth, until Akedis Yitzchak, and the other interpretation was the absolute truth, at that moment, of Akedis Yitzchak and on. Listen to what the Yishbitzer writes, he says, Be'emes Yofakiv, and the truth is of Ramavina was correct. He was ki- he was kivin. He, he, he got to Matoros Ratz and Hashem he got to the Pneumius of what the Rabbana Shalom wants. Kikain hoye be'emes ratzen Hashem Yisbarach. That was the divine will that Yitzchak should be slaughtered. Va'adzu harega hoye pirish haleyu shechteyu. And until that moment when the Malach says otherwise, the pshat haleyu meant shechtem. V'loy hoye soivul shum pirish And it could not tolerate any other pshat. That was what the word haleyu meant. And when Avram Avinu spends three days meditating on the absolute truth, he gets to the absolute truth as it was at that time, which is shechtem. Later on, and then when the Malach comes and says, no, 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 don't touch him, don't touch Yitzchak, then what became Nishadish, what a new light came to the world, that Haleyu means make him a carbon and not Shechtim. The Haleyu Raklahal is only to bring him up as a carbon. What does this mean? What's being revealed to us by the Yishbetzer is that the Devar Hashem, the word of the Rabbani Shalom, when a message when a piece of divine will comes to this world, Chochmas Hashem is bigger than the entire universe can be silent. What happens when you have a certain feeling, maybe even what's happening right now, what happens when you have a certain idea or a certain feeling that is extremely deep and profound and you're trying to give it over in particular constricted words. What usually happens is the words come out jumbled. Why is it that a, I'm, the mashal I've given other times is like you could have a poet who's exceptionally good at writing, right, and articulating himself, and this person can mamish capture the beauty of a sunset. But get that guy, get that poet to try to describe how much he loves his kids. Won't be able to do it. When people try to do that, they usually come up with like funny things. Bubala. Shepsala. You don't have the words. You don't have the words. So it comes out confused. Ratzalik talks about this, and he says, that, you know, why is it that by Hal and Rosh we skip a few prakim, right? We skip Kapitlach and Hal. Why? He says, the whole eating of saying Hal and Rosh is coming from that real deep faith that we have in the coming of Mashiach, which is something that doesn't make any sense in the world that we're living in right now to absolutely be so 
Mekusher Tegula to the point that you're able to sing about it, it's coming from such a profound place in Nishmas Yisrael that when you try to put it to words, it comes out confused and mixed up and you start skipping things and it's like, oh, well, that's what something says. When the, the Devar Hashem is so deep and so profound that when that Devar Hashem, which is Elikus Mamash, that's the Rabbani Shlelem himself, Elikus, it's godliness itself, when that Chachmas Hashem tries to come into our world, our world can't, can't package it. It's impossible for this world to package it. So therefore, automatically, what it comes out is sometimes like this, sometimes like that. It, like the Gemara says about Rabbi Meir, that we couldn't, you can't pass like Rabbi Meir. We don't pass like Rabbi Meir. Why? Because Rabbi Meir's Chachm was so profound that he was able to prove something is Tahar and something is Tameh. He could go both ways. That's how brilliant he was. What's happening by, the, by this teaching of the Beis Yaakov, what he's revealing to us is that what's happening by the Akedah is a revelation of how deeply of how infinitely large and infinitely profound and infinitely bigger the Rabbani Shalom is in this planet and of Seich Lanayshi. So much so, that when the Rabbani Shalom communicates something that's, that's, that's deeply connected to his will, it comes out in such a way that the human mind cannot compute. What is Abshat and Halayu? What does the words mean? The answer is, the Rabbani Shalom is not speaking English. The Rabbani Shalom is revealing himself. And we experience that presence of God in these words Halayu. What does that mean to us? So sometimes it means shechtim, sometimes it means making makarban. Because it, the Rebbe Shalom was not just communicating a practicality, do this, do that. The Rebbe Shalom was giving himself over, and who the Rebbe Shalom is is bigger than anything we could possibly compute. So when we try to compute it, it comes out all mixed up and all jumbled, and it comes out in such a way where the Rebbe Shalom is here and he's there at the same time. Because the truth is, the Rebbe Shalom is bigger than all these options. The Rebbe Shalom is bigger than time and space. He's absolutely one. He's infinite. And infinite, infinity means a reality that can, that can bear opposites. And when that infinite self, sense of the Rabbani Shalom makes its way to planet Earth, we experience it in a confused way. Avram Avin was 100% right that what he was supposed to do at that time was wanting to shech the sun. And he's 100% right that, go, that after that, he's not supposed to shech the sun. And both are true from one this time, from that time, because they're both, because what's happening over here is not just a commandment, do this or don't do that. If it's just a command, it's either this or that. The answer is it's a revelation of godliness. And when it's a revelation of godliness, not always can that revelation be explained in human terminology and in human logical constructs. It will, it, it will make itself known in our world, and sometimes it makes itself known in strange ways. When Avram Avin was davening after that Akedah, the Rabbani Shalom, this is how you have to treat my children. In Ishbitzer, we're taught the following idea, that the root of all sin, the root of all sin, is coming also, because Nishmas Yisrael doesn't fit in planet Earth. See, when a Jew makes a mistake, our initial rea- usual reaction is, ah, he's uh, just an animal, you're not, you can't control yourself. Nishmas Yisrael, what happens when you have a, a little kid who's, let's say, like a little Mozart, right? And you lock, and, or, or, or a brilliant kid, right? He's Mamish and Albert Einstein. And he's in uh, fourth grade, fifth grade, whatever it is. And after 10 minutes of whatever the teacher's talking about, he gets it already. And now the teacher, I mean, it's not, not his fault or her fault, but for the rest of the week, the teacher's chazering over the same material because everyone else is not Albert Einstein. Which kid in the class is going to be the troublemaker? You know it, it's going to be the Albert Einstein. Because he's sitting there bored out of his box. He's bored. Not only is he bored, he doesn't find anything in his environment, in this classroom, to really express his greatness. 
So he's frustrated about his situation. And he lashes out. In Israel, so we're taught that's why you didn't sin. It might look like you didn't sin because we're just, you know, Balitaiv and so on. That's all Chitzayin is. The real reason, the Gemara says, that the Yetzirah is specifically attached to the Jewish people. There's more of a Yetzirah by us than there is by the Umas Why? It's because we're a bunch of Albert Einsteins. And nothing in this world is satisfying the Nisham. Avram Avin was saying, Akedis Yitzchak revealed to me, and I was able to, ex- to accept this truth, that Rabbanu Shalom, you're bigger than anything this planet can, can contain. And when you come into planet Earth, uh, things become weird. Sometimes it means like this, the Valeo, sometimes it means like that, Valeo, because the Rabbanu Shalom is, is infusing himself in the, word, through, in the world through that word Valeo, and the Rabbanu Shalom is bigger than anything we could compute. Says Avram Avinu, I want you, Rabbanu Shalom, in, in that schus, that I was, that I accept such a thing, in that schus, that's how you should treat my children. That every time that they do something wrong, the Rabbanu Shalom should be manning them, should treat them with that deeper understanding that the reason why they're lashing out is because they're unsatisfied in planet Earth. There's nothing here that could satisfy them. So of course they're angry and they're frustrated. And sometimes the Jew sins in order to numb his spiritual senses. Because if that kid, who's Albert Einstein in the class, so sometimes he rebels in order what? In order that just to express his frustration. And sometimes he'll go to sleep because it's too painful to be awake and to hear the same lecture 50 times. So sometimes he didn't do crazy things to lash out in anger and frustration. And sometimes he didn't do things to just put themselves to sleep because it's too painful to be a yid and not be a tzadr. What happens when you have a person that has a, that has a, that's, he's a navi inside of him and he doesn't have the way to express his navias? As you get closer to Mashiach, the world gets crazier, right? Because I'll say, the Dara of Mashiach, Chutzpah, Yaz, unbelievable things. Why? Why is everyone so mishigah before Mashiach comes? Because when Mashiach comes, the Pasuk says in Sefer Yael, in Shreyasra, the Pasuk says that everyone is going to become a Navi. That's not something that happens overnight. That means that the generation of Mashiach have Navim and they're pregnant with Navuah. So what happens when you have a Navi that's not able to express his Navuah? He becomes crazy. Mom's crying crazy. He's frustrated. What are you frustrated by? What are you frustrated by? Why is everyone so like sensitive mentally? Why is everyone, you know, I, I, you know, the Cossacks and the pogroms and the Holocaust were able to tolerate it. Now, 2021, that you have to get locked uh, in your living room. You have to like nebuch on you. You have to like, you know, binge Netflix for six months under COVID. Those are my kids. I don't know the cable for it. This is, if you're a Navi, if you're a Navi, then that's deeply frustrating. If you're a Navi, these things are deeply frustrating. This is what Avraham Avinu was saying to Rabbi Nishlaim. Rabbi Nishlaim, I treated you in such a way, I was a makir, that what? That's how you should treat Yidin too. That's what a Yid is. A Yid is something much bigger. And that light of Nishmas Yisrael, when it comes to planet Earth, planet Earth can't tolerate it. And all of our Avadis Hashem, understand, all of Yiddishkeit, all of Torah Mitzvahs, it's about building kalim in order to make this world tolerable for Nishmas Yisrael. More than just tolerable, a place in which Nishmas Yisrael could express itself. That is what the Hermesis is about. That's what it's about. Building kalim to allow that Albert Einstein to really express himself. And without that, not only do you, do, do, is there no Albert Einstein, he's sabrachin, he's angry. That's the message, that's the lesson of Akedis Yisrael. We're bigger than you think. You're bigger than you think. And all your chesrainis to see them in such a way that these is, this, the, the, it's a simon of how deeply frustrated you are with not being the tzaddik that you know you can become and will become. And so the best way to deal with that is to be that tzaddik. Embrace it 
and understand that that's really what's driving all the frustrations in life, whether it be doing crazy things or whether it be numbing yourself with all sorts of ways to numb yourself, that's what's bothering you. By nefesh, simole. And the Eitz is, give the nefesh what it's asking for. Deep, pnimistik avoida, pnimistik alerting, pnimistik adavin. That's what's going to satisfy the neshama. That's the language of the neshama. Hashem should help us. We should be to listen to that language and to be mocked that deep truth of what Nishmas Yisrael is about. And just as the Rabbani Shalom is Gavu Misichleinu Bedateinu, so we are also Gavu Misichleinu Bedateinu. It's the same thing.